Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of 99 Problems But A Boss Ain't One, the podcast that solves your freelance problems one at a time. My name's Michelle Pratt and I run a personal development training and coaching business called Dive Deeper Development. And I'm Katie Carlisle and I run a Squarespace web design and training business. So today we're talking about the problem of wearing too many hats or having too many hats. Not literally, of course, because that would be fabulous. And I am so <laughs> envious of pe- hat people. Like Are my, you not a hat person? My, hat, my wife is a hat person. I'm not a hat person. Like some oh. people can just do hats. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Know what you're getting for your birthday. Oh dear. <laughs> but we're talking I about... You live in Stockport, home of the Hat Museum. I know, I know. I've tried every single one in the museum. On. <laughs> um, but that's nothing compared, seamlessly, to the number of hats you wear when you're running a business. Boom. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, look, freelancers, we, we, we have to wear a lot of hats. Now, most advice will tell you that if you're delivering values to, uh, to clients 120 days out of the year, that's pretty good going. Now, to anyone who's not self-employed, listening to this, if you think that there's 365 days in a year, that probably sounds like we're really lazy. Or if you give yourself five Netflix weeks holiday, isn't going to watch itself. No, but not for like a couple hundred days. Um, it's th- if you take five weeks holiday, even that's still 330 potential working days. So if that's all we're working, if it, essentially, if we just managed to get client-facing work for a third of that, why aren't you putting your feet up and doing your Netflix binge? <laughs> um, and part of the reason is we have so many roles now the main roles that we have as freelancers i think katie most people say there are three main roles and the the kind of the doer delivering to clients the kind of the manager taking care of all the admin and stuff uh, but also the the kind of the business development or marketing aspect as well and strategy side of it growing the business i mean how would you do you is that how you think about your business no, no, not Interesting. at all. I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> no, it's nothing so sensible or logical as that. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I never really think about um, the, the sort of... I'm aware that I have a lot of hats and, and that any freelancer will be, but I never, I never really group my work into those hats that much yeah. and I probably need to think about it a bit more so that I have got a balance I tend to get stuck in the doing yeah and I don't know what the right balance really is in terms of spending if you had those three roles what I don't know what the right balance would be to spend between them conventional like, wisdom suggests about a third of your time on each this is the advice I've been given from multiple sources so I don't oh, know if someone wrote an, I don't know if someone wrote an article somewhere or there's a okay. book because you know that these um, urban myths you get a stat once and then it's shared for everywhere all the time and it becomes a fact yeah that's, that's science but um wow yeah. okay 33% reach that's interesting so that is that kind of stacks up to the 120 150 days a year actually consulting yeah, or delivering to clients so yeah. it does kind of work I think all three of those I mean I think if they're quite good as broad terms a third for each to be honest I probably put more of my focus on the actual doing and delivering to clients yeah I, to be fair I do understand the logic though because if I I am guilty of focusing on the client delivery but then you do get to bits where the client delivery starts to slow down. You go, oh, I'll breathe a sigh of relief and do the rest and realise that you haven't done any marketing or networking and that actually your diary is a little bit more clear than you would really want it to be. And so you end up working fits and starts as opposed to consistently throughout the year. So I totally get that that logic. Yeah, because that's something we talked about when we did the episode around working on the business, not in the business all the time in episode yes. 14, Yeah, where we did chat about yeah, how do you balance those quiet times and, and things as well? Um, in fact, one of the recent ones is all about what do you do when it's a bit quiet? Um, but I think it's 
it's that thing where you think, okay, well, surely the more client work I do, the better. Surely the more time I spend on client work, the better, because then I'm getting paid. And so what's the problem? But actually, something we were just talking about, literally off air, as it were, mm. before we started the podcast, was if we had more time to spend on the development of our business, then could we work out a way to get paid more to do less client delivery time? And therefore, actually, it is an investment and it is worth a third of the time in that sense. I think you're right, because we were talking about can you, are there clients out there who deliver, you can deliver great value for, but they can deliver more value for you that actually takes less of your time. Yeah. And actually common sense would say if you if you earmark that time to find those clients, you would perhaps be less of a busy fool, if you like, just yeah. rather than saying yes to every bit of work that comes through for the money. So I think there's something a bit, there is something there about being strategic, I think. Yes. That said, I mentioned the three roles because these are the ones often quoted by people um, I, I mean, I say that I don't, you said you don't divide it into those three. I'm probably not quite as clinical in splitting into those three, but then I, I have this habit of discounting time for business development. So networking, maintaining relationships, going for lunch with someone who I know is a business contact is technically business yeah. development. And when I, I also say, oh, I, I lost a morning writing a proposal for some business. Actually, no, that's exactly that's... what business development yeah. is. <laughs> so actually, do I spend a third of my time maybe not a third probably a quarter though actually yeah I think when you actually add it up all the little bits so like listening to podcasts and uh, you know like you say the networking events and reading books for half an hour before you go to bed and you know reading interesting articles and even going on social media to an extent absolutely you know that is that that marketing generating business side of it so actually and i mean interestingly we've just recorded an episode about uh, the kind of mixing business and personal and having those relationships with clients and you could say that actually you know whilst you're whilst you're actually so, so for me the example of doing the work would be creating a website or doing some training actually the times when you're then having a chat on the phone with your clients could be construed as business development because if you are delivering a really good service to a client and they have a really good relationship with you, they're more likely to recommend you to other people. So, you know, most of my work is referrals. And so my business development is doing a really good job yeah. on the project itself. That's true. So how do you, so we, we all know that we need to spend a certain amount doing client facing work we also need to spend time managing our, our our business as well as developing our business i mean how if you don't separate those three how do you know that those things are going to get done they don't always get done and yeah. that's one of the problems <laughs> <laughs> i think uh, i mean i love deadlines i find deadlines to be very helpful so um if if I've got a deadline, it will generally get done. If it doesn't have a deadline, then it's just sort of a bit of an amorphous task that's hanging over me. It doesn't always. So like social media, for example, doesn't always get managed. Yeah. So the management side of it is probably actually the one I spent the least time on out of those three kind of doing, doing, managing and developing. I'd say managing is the one I spend the least time on. Um, because some of the tasks are a bit boring in that section and because some of the tasks are ones I see as a, I don't know, maybe a nice to have or a non-essential. So yeah, things like managing the social media and admin tasks. I have to say, I mean, we've talked about finance before, um, using Coconut, which is like a freelance 
banking app for freelancers, current accounts for freelancers. Using that has made the, the managing all of my finances and tax return so much easier. Like I did my taxes last weekend. So every year I have a little tax party with myself. So you asked, how do I do it? How do I yeah. get it done? I incentivize myself with snacks and tunes and by calling things exciting sounding names like tax party to then make myself do it. So um, two weeks ago on the Sunday, um, I yeah literally sat down, had my nice snacks and had a little tax party with myself. I went through and did all my tax taxes so that I was all ready and knew how much I was going to need to save for the your tax bill. Your tax bill. Um, and so that's one of the ways I do it. Is but but yeah, going back to the coconut, it it would have taken me like two days to go through everything. If I was looking back over the year and like doing everything all at once and kind of categorizing everything, um, it would have taken me ages. Whereas I had a little bit that wasn't in coconut, but the stuff that was in coconut, I was like, it's done. It's done. I don't have to do anything. This is amazing. It was so good. I use the same bank account, and yeah, it automatically categorizes, but also you can categorize at the time. And like yeah, you say, exactly. that just stops me having to remember, which is really, really, really good. And I think that works. Yeah, works Coconut, well. please sponsor our podcast because we talk about you already. We do, our, <laughs> our investors as well. But um, yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, I think, do you know what? I think I do try and do stuff for this. I think in any given quarter, I know that the certain activities I put in that are going to do each of those roles. I, tr- I try to keep client delivery Tuesday to Thursday. Um, nobody wants training or coaching on Monday, Fridays anyway okay so that fits in quite nicely then so friday's like a networking day or invoicing day or admin's personal development tracking day which kind of doesn't uh, always work i tend to do it more ad hoc and then monday tends to be the more sort of management slash planning my business development and whatnot i try to keep it like that um but then you know sometimes there's opportunities to develop your business that come through um, that you hadn't accounted the time for so i, I try to i try to balance it like that but it doesn't always work that way. Um, so for you, what's the thing that that gets neglected then if, if you are going to be... If you find that there's something that comes in and takes a bit of time away and you've got to juggle all those different roles and all those hats, what's the thing that goes? Um, I don't don't know. Probably the... Um, I try to kind of track my professional development throughout the year, which I do do. I'd like to do it better. But also my accounts and my bookkeeping. I, I hate bookkeeping. So it's kind of those data entry paperworky tasks okay that no one except for me is going to suffer or might not suffer to the end of the year yeah that's that's a big thing actually <laughs> is that that kind of yeah let's just put off this suffering so future me has to deal with it yeah. because present me doesn't like it so i don't keep a track of my development i do keep a track of what i'm doing for myself but i don't probably do anywhere near as much that said i am doing a, another coaching course at the moment learning some new coaching techniques and i have managed to find a good few hours a week for that um, I've had to be really creative so it does get I, I think it gets done it's just a question of how has, harassed or stressed you feel so if I've got a lot of client delivery all my focus will be on that but um, the other stuff will go in but I might just have to really cram it in and I think that's yeah uh, but also I think I should be more focused so I have an idea in my head of what business development is and what marketing is actually there are other things that are marketing and there are other ways that I do it but I have in my head like oh I have to do this I have to do this and if something else comes in I think oh well that's taken away time from doing that business development but the stuff that I was doing was probably classed as business development so I probably need to be more focused as opposed to balancing better I think and maybe define what those roles mean for you in that case so it's already well split into three roles but I think you need to know what that entails and how what works best for you as well and also, I mean, there's, there's also, if, if you're just efficient 
and you get the management stuff done really quickly and you have a really good process or maybe you, because of the type of business you have you don't need to do that much management stuff don't pad out that time unnecessarily and give yourself more work when you could be focusing on either the doing or the developing side of it as well i quite like the strategy and the creating side yeah. as well which is really good i love planning yeah that's weird. my massive <laughs> indulgence to myself but it isn't even an indulgence because it's really helpful <laughs> i just have to make sure that i'm not doing it in the same way as like you know when you're at school and you did like a revision guide you did like a, a revision guide kind of plan like timetable and it was all colour coded instead of actually just doing the revision yeah have you done your essay yet no but I've done my essay plan yeah yeah exactly so I just need to make sure I'm not doing that but most of the time when I'm doing like planning stuff I find it really helpful and it gives me it gives me that overview of the business which is really helpful and I think that identifies if there are any roles which are being a little bit neglected and I think also I have to say coaching sessions with you Michelle that identifies any gaps that I've got um, invariably it's social media and freelance folk which yeah. always end up suffering <laughs> if you develop your business through word of mouth then social media probably isn't as important as long as you're generally keeping people abreast of what's going on yeah it's like and a it's short that, window really isn't yeah, it yeah exactly and it's that balance and I still haven't quite got it in my head what I want to do with it because I think one of the things is all these different hats that we wear as freelancers I think we see a lot of other people talking about those hats and then we think oh well, we should be wearing that hat yeah. too and we almost try and define, you know, we've got these kind of boxes of, of time that we're supposed to be doing work on. So like, oh, you're supposed to be on Instagram. You're supposed to be on... Do 30 minutes a day, social media. First yeah, day, yeah. Like... And, you know, oh, and, you know, even like people, you know, me talking about doing my taxes quite early on, you know, then you'll go, oh, I should be doing my taxes. And it's that sort of, I should be doing this, I should be doing this. We talked about the comparison trap in a recent episode as well. And it's, it's kind of like, actually, if you see someone that's working in a particular area that you're not, then it can be like, oh no, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done that. You know, blogging. I mean, blogging's the thing that I'm is the one thing that I don't do anywhere near as often as I like. Uh, that I know is actually really beneficial because I have people tell me that they get real value out of the blog. Yeah, it's good. And so I know it's really, I know it's it's it does it takes the business development box because it's helping to kind of it gives me some content to share. It, it helps people to get to know me as a business owner. And I, I enjoy writing, but it just always... That's the, that's the hat that's just trampled on the floor at the end of the night. Yeah. Poor oh, blogging. Poor hats. I know. Now I'm trying to think what kind of hat that would be. Is it like a cheap, you know, giving away baseball cap? A, I was imagining it would be like an artisanal looking beret that's sadly fallen and been... Oh, like imagine like black and white imagery now. They just... Yeah, yeah. And it's just sort of scooshed on to one side. Exactly. Weird. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the artsy, creative side of me that's what I was thinking coming out I feel like we've just developed a coaching exercise where you literally like describe a hat for each role and how you describe that hat just like reveals loads of stuff about you yeah you heard it here first guys I think Edward de Bono might have got there first with his six hat theory this is like when you thought you invented imposter syndrome (laughs) man I totally did this is like when I was at school in first year and we had to do um, a creative writing essay in like the first lesson of secondary school and I ended mine with and they woke up and it was all a dream. And I genuinely thought I was being really innovative. And my teacher wrote, not very original. Oh, no. Had you been watching Dallas? Was it Dallas? No, Dallas I, I, gen- I thought I'd come up with the idea. Oh, bless you. I know. You probably did. So, <laughs> but I think the other problem as well, that sometimes these hats that people say, oh, there's three core responsibilities. You've got to do the doing, you've got to do the management, you've got to do the business development. I think re- in reality, what makes that quite hard, I think what we've articulated is that actually in reality, each of those hats is maybe many, many other hats 
because I wrote down on our show notes a list of other hats that we wear. And I think what well, we got social media manager, you mentioned receptionist. Yeah. And what I like that you put down was janitor. Because if you're yeah. working from home, or even if you've got your own little office or anything, then yeah, if 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 that bulb breaks, you have to fix it. You have to think you can't work in the dark. If if your if your Wi-Fi goes down, then you have to get on the phone to you know your your service provider, and you've got to be in the IT department as well, and yeah. you can't go without it. So. I think, yeah, it, it's, it happens on your watch, you've got to fix it. So there's loads. I, I put purchasing down as well. Yeah, like, I mean, like data entry, like risk assessment, health and safety, you know, just, just deciding, like purchasing stuff, deciding what, oh, do I, what chair do I buy? What, is it ergonomic enough? And which service which, is the right service? Yeah, I spend money which, on? which bank account do I set up? Coconut. Yeah. <laughs> but, but also even like, you put health and safety down there. I used to work in an office where you do display screen equipment. Well, that's my responsibility now. Yeah. I have to make sure that I'm not giving myself repetitive strain injury. And um, it's easy to neglect that part, but you've kind of got to take make sure you're getting light, you're getting air, yeah. you're hydrated as well. Catering. Catering <laughs> is a really important one. I, to be fair, that never gets neglected on my part. <laughs> Although that said, yeah, I do try and work a bit of eating healthily into, into my day. Because I think if you've got one of the joys of working at home, then you've got to use it to... Do you eat Aldesco, as they say? No, no. I normally watch... I quite like Archer on Netflix. I normally watch an episode of something just really daft. Okay. Uh, like this 20 minutes long while I eat. Just as a mental break, really. Yeah, yeah. And then I put contract negotiator down there as well, because I hate that one. Um, you know. Yeah, and HR as well. Like, yeah. Um, you know, maybe not... You might not employ anybody, but you might outsource you might contract other people or you might be contract you might be the person who's being contracted by somebody else so the kind of contractual hr side of it but also like yeah your, your well-being your own health your own management of yourself and as well training and development coordinator as well exactly so i think all of these hats we put the manager hat in there i think it's got a lot of different hats in just as the business development has got a lot of different ones too so i think when you look at it that like kind of list ops manager it was another one i put down yeah. customer service complaints department you get any. <laughs> um you, you've got to juggle all of those really and that's not just three hats i think that's a lot of different roles which we've got to fulfill and then juggling them all is is quite um quite difficult uh, i mean kate how do you you mentioned how a little bit how you you manage those three broad areas but we took bringing those other ones as well is there a particular approach you use to making sure you get all of that stuff done because some of it crosses into the personal as well i think yes i'm still upset that that bono guy invented the hat exercise yeah so I'm i'll show him. you later yeah. <laughs> um yeah so i think um I, like, like I said, deadlines and accountability I find really helpful. Um, so like working with the awesome Michelle and we have quarterly reviews where not only is it the business development side, but you know we look at what's gone well and what hasn't gone well and look at what my priorities are. Have they shifted? Exactly. And and so that, that really helps to focus me because not only have I got that quarterly accountability, I know that before I meet with Michelle, it I, the, I get the most out of it if I put in some effort yeah, beforehand. Yeah. So I'll always have a think about what I want to get out of the session and any kind of you know important points that I think she should be aware of. I'll do some prepar- preparatory work around a week before as well. And that will get me thinking about stuff. And that might even set some wheels in motion where the stuff that I've worked out myself just through setting aside that time to go through that process. So I think having a sort of a routine around it, uh, we talked about routine in um, a recent, uh, one of our recent podcasts and the, you know, the, the top top routines of freelance, routines of top freelancers. And 
you know, Michelle and I have got slightly different daily routines. So it's about what works for you. But for me, certainly, um, I think that was in episode 23, we talked about routines. And I was saying how actually what I've started doing since the start of this year is using my mornings when my brain is still warming up to do kind of the life admin stuff. So, so all the life hats. So doing kind of any paperwork. I spend a lot of time on the phone to insurance companies seemingly and stuff. Um, Especially as I'm moving house at the moment. Um, You know, then doing the cleaning and cooking and actually doing the, like you say, kind of integrating that healthy eating into the day. I literally used to have like cheese on toast at lunch and I'd eat it at my desk. Whereas now I cook lunch in advance and I make sure to kind of sit and eat it at the dining table. So I've got that time away and I've got that time where I'm focused just on eating rather than kind of mindlessly shoving stuff into my face and getting crumbs all over my keyboard as well um so I think that's one of the ways I do it is to kind of work have you know have a schedule that works for me what I want to try and do is kind of apply what's really working well in the morning apply that to my work a bit more because I think within my working time I don't really have a kind of schedule in the day and so what I'd like to get to the point of is actually where I say okay after lunch I go on social media for a bit and actually have some scheduled time to go on social media because otherwise I just forget and so then my social media is really inconsistent and I get a lot of value out of it especially Twitter I really like Twitter yeah you know a lot of people are trying to do a digital detox and stop going on it whereas I want to go on it more um but I think in my work time I tend to prioritize like I say clients and training stuff and then I'm always kind of scrabbling about to do the other things so what I've realized is that the stuff that's important to me in in the kind of life sense if I get that out of the way in the morning it gets done every day whereas if I leave it till the end of the day and start work early it doesn't get done so I want to try and apply the same logic to my working time so almost in terms of not in order of priority exactly but have a bit of a routine where I do the I suppose it's a bit like the kind of um eat that frog approach or big rocks first which are two kind of productivity approaches the idea being you tackle the most important tasks first and then you know that they've been done now obviously going on twitter isn't the most important task but the way i'm looking at it is i'm going to be going for what's the thing that if i don't do it early it isn't going to get done or it's going to get neglected so social media you know if i can incorporate blogging into there I want to set aside some dedicated time for side projects beforehand because I know as soon as I start getting into the client work or the training that's where my head is and I just get really into it and just kind of keep going then for hours yeah and it's really hard for me to get out of it I would yeah exactly which is why it makes sense for you to do things at the beginning yeah because I'm the other way around it makes sense to put my stuff at the beginning of the day yeah and then I'll quite happily do stuff later as well exactly yeah whereas if I've if I've if I get to five o'clock and I haven't done cooking and cleaning, it's not getting done. Not happening. No. And, it's, <laughs> and I think it's a really good thing. I mean, you mentioned a couple of things there. I think those quarterly reviews, you do them with me. I, I, that's the thing that I had from when I worked uh, as an employee. Um, I would always insist on monthly or quarterly reviews. Now I'm self-employed. I keep those in the diary and I do do a quarterly review of my own priorities and my own thoughts. Or sometimes I talk them out loud. I'm part of networks where we have business development clinics and so on and so forth. So that works quite well. So I think even in just quarterly or six monthly, that reflection is, are things still how you want them to be? I think it's a good way to check in. Um, and it doesn't, you know, like you say, it doesn't always work as a daily routine. Sometimes, you know, if you've got a few days coming up, it could be a day's 
marketing planning or a day strategy yeah um it doesn't have to be part of your weekly occurrence if you know that in any given month you've got a few days put aside where you can give that your focus so i think that kind of works the i mean for me as well i i went self-employed to get a better work-life balance so it wasn't like to work more hours or get more money it was probably to work the same hours and you know or work less hours and get slightly less money um so i factored kind of that i want more life in my work life which yeah. is why i kind <laughs> of went for it uh, went self-employed and so for me yeah i i do actually factor some of those things into my working calendar so you mentioned some of like i'm also moving house so insurance companies cleaning house getting house repairs done if i'll look at my calendar and quite happily put that in my working week or month. yeah michelle's moving around the corner from me just as i'm leaving yeah not taking it personally we had to wait a long time for katie to go (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i think doing so having that in there somewhere along the line it definitely helped i think the other thing that i would do to get this stuff done is to outsource it as well yeah like you have an accountant for example i just hate bookkeeping just with a passion and i'm also i'm just really bad at it so um (laughs) i i outsource that and certain tasks i recognize that i'm probably better off letting other people do them or getting in their assistance i think to get them done and i think this is the thing if we're balancing all these different hats or that we're wearing all these different roles um one of the things we can do to help is organize ourselves better which i think is the thing that most people go for but i think there's also a point where we say well do we delegate some of these out to other people or do we outsource them or can we share them so if you work with a business partner if you're part of a team is there some way you can can either allocate them out or batch them in some way that makes them a little bit easier so i would definitely recommend outsourcing for stuff that you can't do i mean you you have a va yeah for freelance folk i've got virtual assistants and um I think what what kind of there's a couple of reasons that I ended up doing that because I've tried virtual assistants in the past and I've never just I've just never quite got on with them but I would been I'd been doing that for I say my businesses for, for the wheel exists the Squarespace stuff um, I'd been having them and I think one of the problems was I wasn't really clear on what I wanted them to do I just wanted to sort of do less of the management yeah. admin stuff but I wasn't clear I think some of the people were great quality and they couldn't follow basic instructions which drove me nuts um but i think it was also i was trying to outsource stuff that actually really i needed to be doing at that point and so with with the virtual assistant for freelance folk what i realized was um i was you know i really wanted to make the most of freelance folk um it i was kind of changing its direction slightly so it started off as just being kind of pop-up co-working sessions and it's evolved into much more of a a community to help freelancers to connect and avoid that isolation and i realized that a big part of that was actually not just having my own co-working events but sharing other people's events that were happening and so i started to research other people that were doing events for freelancers and opportunities for them to connect and started sharing them on the website and after a while, I realised, actually, I don't need to be involved in this at all. That's not you, your personality, like, is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no tone of voice needed. A lot of it is copying the event description off the Eventbrite page and pasting it into another thing, you know. So that's, I started off using, um, using she's called Natalia from Cleardesk. She is brilliant if anyone is looking for a VA. So she started off doing the event research for me. And that freed up a lot of my time that I didn't need to be doing. I was like, basically, I asked myself in the same amount of time that I'm paying her, could I be earning the same or more money? Yes. And if the answer is yes, then it makes sense to outsource it. It does. As long as it doesn't require, like, my 
tone of voice or my input. I mean, if you've got a good copywriter, then they can mimic Do that, that as well. To an extent, yeah. um, but then she's also helped with like the newsletter. She's helped with social media. And she's been brilliant because she's come up with some ideas for social media posts that I just wouldn't have thought of as well. So I think sometimes even just having that expertise, and I would like to get to a point where I'm managing the social media stuff myself because what, I, the, what I've noticed is that when she does some of the posts, I feel a bit left out and I actually want to be involved and yeah, I want to yeah. be, be doing those posts myself. I think that's a discipline though, isn't it? Like knowing when to let go or being able to let go of certain things. Yeah. Like, your business is your baby. All of us, our business is, is intrinsically linked to, to us as individuals and to let go of something that's so closely linked to you, I think is really hard for some people. Yeah, and I think it's like asking yourself why you're holding on to it as well. So is it out of nostalgia or obligation or yeah, just because it's always been done that way? Is it out of habit? Or, or is it actually something that you genuinely get real value out of? Yeah. And... and figure out why you're holding on to something, why you're not wanting to let it go. I tried having a bookkeeper at one point as well, um, because whilst I like doing my taxes and kind of geeking out about that, I also hate the bookkeeping side of it. Um, but again, that didn't really work because the person didn't... The other thing I require is someone that would do at least as good a job as me, if not better. Yeah. And having done it myself, I found that the other person wasn't doing to the same high standards as I wanted them to. And so that's the other thing with outsourcing. It's really hard to find someone that that can do it well enough sometimes. Yeah, and also... Maybe but, that's a control freak thing, I don't well, know. Well, I don't know, like, it's just because someone doesn't diff- does it differently doesn't mean it's any better or worse. <laughs> Depends. It, it, can, it can be worse. No, you're right, you're right. It can be worse. Different can be equally as good. It can also be worse. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm okay with different, just not wrong with actual mistakes being made yeah so i think it's a question they can you outsource i think um if to begin with you might have more time than money but once you start got money in yeah. like you say katie if the amount of money that you could have that's why i have an, an accountant um if i did my books it would take me more than a day and yeah. the amount i pay is not my accountant is less than what i can earn in a day doing some actual work so and you've talked in the past about that the opportunity cost of stuff as well so if, if yeah. you're spending time you know you might not even be an exact monetary value that you get back but if you're spending time doing one of the roles and actually you could be spending that time you know cultivating a really useful relationship with somebody for example you know imagine if you had to pass up going for a coffee with an influential person that could really help your business or mentor you because you had to do admin and so it's, like, it's that kind of it's, it's, it's about your priorities I think as well yeah definitely so I think outsourcing is one way to do it if you, if you can get rid of it I think you can lose some of those hats or, or at least uh, you know send them out to tender perhaps <laughs> I mean automation is another one as well so there's so many programs out there in which you can use for automation that will either for example schedule social media posts if that's appropriate to your business we've talked about using uh, accounting software or bank accounts that actually do a lot of that stuff for yeah you. so like I have if you have retainer clients and you're not generating automatic recurring invoices if it's the same amount they're paying each month that could be a really easy way for you to save exactly um, yeah, no, I'm a big fan. Obviously, you know me, I'm a big fan of anything which 
where yeah. technology makes it easier for you but make sure it is actually making it easier and not actually taking you longer and you feel like oh it must be quicker because i'm using technology it isn't always yeah i don't know the other examples of automation there's loads of them now you can do social media you can do banking banking stuff like even like project management tools you know recurring reminders that you can get for things you know i i used a tool called trello and they've got an integration where you can it's called butler for trello where you can automate certain tasks within that project management system so like just you know little things like oh when i tick this it moves it to this column and and things like that so yeah you can have have stuff you know i i have it i have a little kind of content planner that i ignore obviously <laughs> um, but it's got all the kind of you know the 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 days you know that like the, what are they called like international day of bees yes. or whatever um, and so it has those so I have it automatically showing me when those days are coming up so that I can then at least be aware of them if I want to do a little tweet or something so it has them automatically recurring every year and so I think there's quite a few bits and pieces that you can do and even like you know automation I guess is about efficiency so you can kind of can you automate yourself a little bit more you know um, the whole Steve Jobs only yeah. you know had the same outfit so he didn't have to use too much of his, his yeah, brain power and processing in the morning and he saved that for when he had to make really hard decisions at work is there, are there ways that you can make yourself more on autopilot or more efficient and we talked about grouping tasks together before as well so if you've got to do um, a few phone calls grouping those all together can sometimes help rather than you having to switch from one type of task to another yeah. so are there ways that you can actually make yourself more efficient and automate your own processes a bit more it's true and yeah like personal development for me is something that gets done when i'm on the go like most people if i'm on a train or bus journey i will uh, take uh, an online course with me and do some of that work there as well so yeah there's loads you can do and the final one i'd probably suggest for managing your hats uh, yeah get professional help or get some coaching or some training from an expert so I think you, I hate this because it's a bit cheesy because when people want you to buy their stuff their online course they say you could do this the long way around which would take you years and years to do and, and cost you spend you lots of money or you can do the quick way by buying my course or working with me it is true though actually that's why it annoys me um, like for example if, if you do want to hold on to your social media rather than having hazarding a guess at what's going to work what you could do is work with a social media coach or go on a course that tells you how to put together a plan that will actually work and you can get the plan done on the day or yeah. you can speak to someone who can teach you how to do your bookkeeping or speak to someone how to do your copywriting for example yeah so the other if you if it is something you absolutely want to ha hang on to can you speed the process up by getting someone to share the learning or to increase your skills so that you're not trying to do it by trial and error yeah you can, you can just go straight to exactly your plan. so that's a kind of nice compromise between outsourcing and just struggling along all by yourself it's a sort of you know if if give a man a fish is outsourcing then teach a man how to fish is, is learning how to do it yourself but better and more efficiently and like yeah you know the you know the hmrc used to run courses on doing tax which i think is why i am such a geek about because their courses were really good and there were great networking events too because everyone there was a, a sort of small business owner they've stopped doing those now no the, the webinars i don't like those yeah so the, they used to be like face-to-face -face meetings with like 10 people and they explained all the tax stuff and it was really interesting for me <laughs> but you know other people probably running stuff and you know yeah there are there are events where you can go learn stuff and even things like mentoring as well to help you work out i think sometimes it's just about someone objective helping you to work out 
where you're struggling and where you could be more uh, effective just be more efficient i mean yeah. I, I think that's i mean your network is a great one like whatever problem you've got whatever challenge you've had you might think your business is unique and your business is and you are but whatever problem you've got i'm pretty sure that someone else in your network has done it before and they already have some potential solutions so not all of those are going to be perfect for you but it, in each of those hats someone else has already walked, been down that road wearing that hat now that sounds grim and, uh, <laughs> and, and yeah you can actually speed things up uh, by, by going you know, say hey guys here's the problem how do yes. I solve it and you can get it from A to B so much quicker yeah there's like really helpful Facebook groups where people are really happy to answer questions because they've been there themselves so like uh, the being freelance community freelance heroes like so freelance heroes also does a Twitter chat as well where people share answers to different questions and things I think just joining in with those and you know ticks ticks a bit of a kind of networking box as well yeah. you know again in, interacting with other people but also can yeah help you not reinvent the wheel and sometimes they just tell you won't they like they say don't touch it or i mean some people talk about contracts or oh, i want to put a contract together for such and such uh, is the one I can download or copy, and then sometimes people turn around and say, "No, stop faffing about. Just go speak to this person and buy one. Just get a lawyer, or just get a yeah one that's been done for it's you. It's going to save or... you time and money later. Just crack on and, and go to the expert, and and that's good to hear that feedback too. Yeah, definitely. Um, so normally at the end of each episode, we will pick out one of our favourite tips in reference to the problem that we're tackling this time. So Michelle, what would be your favourite? tip that we either one that we've covered or something we haven't mentioned yet in terms of how to manage all of those different hats i think for for me i think just learning for myself i think getting more focused with each of the each of the hats because like i say it's the definition that's undone me sometimes i think i'm being distracted by something which is really valuable or sometimes um i think what i think is an activity that isn't part of business development is uh, and so knowing what i want from each of those and actually being and not giving focused. yourself a hard time for not doing yeah. it right or whatever but definitely a focus in each area i think would be the one for me it's about um, effectiveness as opposed to just efficiency i guess yes that's true yeah don't be a busy fool yes <laughs> what about you um, I think for me, actually, um, maybe maybe kind of for each of the areas, actually going through those three elements that we just talked about, you know, what can you outsource? What can you automate? What can you get support from? I've never really sort of formally looked at it that way. And I've sort of done, you know, I've done, I've done all of those three things incidentally as I've been going along. But actually, I think much in the same way as I like to go through my finances and say like, okay, what's this subscription for? Is it working for me? Can I reduce it? What am I spending this on? I'd like to, yeah, I like the idea of doing that to my time and going, okay, yeah. what's what's my situation with social media? What's what's blocking me? What can I outsource? What can I, what do I want to outsource? What do I want to automate? What do I want to get help with? And, or if, if I don't want to do all three of those, what am I going to do about it to make sure yeah. it happens? That's a good one. I like that one. So we'd love to hear your tips as well and we'd like to hear about any of the hats that we've missed. Are there any unusual hats that any of you particularly wear that we've not really talked about? If you work with colleagues, you may well be a social worker or a counsellor or a zookeeper yes. amongst all of those. If um, you wear a li- if you literally have to wear a hat for your job, then... <laughs> we want to know about that too. Send us a picture. Um, but, but yeah, also, do you agree with those three broad areas or do, or do you not think about it like that? Does it all blur? Let us know what you think and how you juggle it. That'd be really good to know. And you can get in touch with us on Twitter at The Wheel Exists or me at dive deep depth d-e-v-p 
And we will see you next time for another episode of 99 Problems But A Boss Ain't One. If you don't already subscribe, then just hit subscribe in whatever tool you use to listen to our podcast and you'll automatically get our episodes magicated to you whenever they're released, which is normally once a week. And we'll see you next time. Bye.